0: Previously on the Simply Human Podcast.
1: That's not, that didn't happen. And it just, <laughs> you just show up and it's just all the husbands. Like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like. Hey, we're the. So, oh, man. Oh, okay, Mark. Turn off. Yeah, here we go. I guess we gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, we've already, I've already driven all the way across town. because <laughs> i had my heart set on something so i guess it's episode 140 of the simple human podcast with your hosts mark and rick two human beings being human our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat sleep move and enjoy and how you can start living like a human today on today's show it is creator of the spartan races joe de awesome conversation with Joe. He is super interesting guy. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with some person on Earth. And we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how are you, Rick?
2: It's an interview with a human. Yeah. <laughs> of some kind. We don't know I'm where. Good ca-
1: Oh, uh, things are good. Yeah. We we're still yeah. I'm still trying to figure out. Uh, we this is Thursday show's coming out Monday and we're trying to find somebody for Saturday and so I'm sure we'll get it done and if there's just a 10 minutes of
2: it's just – that's how we'll fill it. It's just 10 minutes of complete static. We won't just edit it and <laughs> it cut it nothing, out together yeah. and make the show 10 minutes shorter. Yeah. We'll fill it with just a noise of like Mark hitting a pot with a wooden spoon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of grandparents uh, and wooden spoons, have I, told, uh, I don't think, have, have I told the story about my how my grandma – like my granddad used to like be real like loud in the morning or something. And like if she was trying to sleep in and she would get really frustrated, like she would always be real careful – if he wanted to sleep, but he was always like loud and banging around. I, I, my wife kind of has the same argument with me on certain things. Yeah, we,
2: we, we do that the same thing here, like uh, the exact same thing. If she's sleeping, I'm very, very quiet. But if I'm sleeping, it's the opposite. <laughs> yeah. But yeah.
1: Well, so one, one morning – this is like a legendary story of my, of my mom's side of the family. That one morning that you know, my granddad was sleeping – and it was like the the day after he had been real loud or something, and she went in there with like a like a metal pot and like a metal spatula and like put it hmm. like right over his head and just started like banging it, like. God. I don't. I know. Like I. And she was the sweetest. I mean, this was number one in our rankings. Was that last week or two weeks ago? And uh, she was our number one. She was super sweet. Just the nice. I mean, she spanked me once, and like I I like fake. I, f- <laughs> I fake cried because like <laughs> it didn't hurt and I didn't want her to feel bad.
2: It was, it was such a weak <laughs> <Yeah>. spanking. <laughs> I, didn't,
1: I didn't want her to feel bad, so I just fake cried to like to like you know give her give her some confidence in her spanking, I guess. But okay, so I have we have one hmm. of two directions that Crosstalk can go today. We can talk. Okay. We can talk uh, lying. Olympians, or we can talk first day of school, because this comes out. When, when is your first day of school?
2: It is, uh, let's see, this comes out on Monday, right? Yes. It's the, it's the the next day, Tuesday the 22nd. Oh,
1: okay. So ours, well, the 22nd, I think, is a Monday, so it's the 23rd would be the first day of school.
2: Okay. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, yeah. yeah, you're, you're right, because yeah. I, I have a meeting on Monday. That's why I was thinking the 22nd. Yeah, yeah you're right. So the 23rd. So which uh, do you want to go uh, I don't know. We can we can probably get more mileage out of that one, although the l how is that how you say that?
1: Lock Ryan Lock Yeah.
2: Lock T? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really funny, by the way. <laughs> this whole thing is a complete I just, disaster. I know. It's really really it,
1: funny. Did you read how, <laughs> how like it all came out? Like what how it leaked?
2: I, I, last I heard is that he had told his mom, yes, yes. which is really weird. Anyway, yeah, because he's 32, and I'm not that much older than him. And if I got into a, if I, and late- drunkenly in Brazil, uh, smashed up a bathroom and managed to get out of it with only having to pay fifty one dollars, yeah, I sure as heck would tell my mom. I know, but yeah, and I guess his mom starts his, calling his, it. Around, I get, oh, of
1: course, I bet you like the the journalist at the big. At the big uh, publications like the USA Today's and things like that, I bet you know they're like hound dogs. They're going to call the athletes cousins and brothers and 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 nephews and, and everybody. You know, so I bet they have like the mom's number. And I mean, so she probably had their number, so she's calling them like, "This is an outrage! My son was robbed at gunpoint in in Brazil. That's crazy." South American <laughs> oh, I'm, police. I'm,
2: I'm sorry, jo- joining us on the line, we have Ryan Lotke's mom. Yeah. I believe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hello, Mrs. Lotke. Exactly. How are you? Yeah,
1: yeah. So, <laughs> That's exactly
2: what you sounded like. That's really strange.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am uh, going to be on the radio in the morning. Side note. Keen. Hmm. Keen, doing what was it? Keen one hundred eight. What what is it in Abilene? You probably remember that.
2: I thought it was one hundred five, maybe.
1: Keen one hundred five, maybe. Yeah, I think it's a country station. Well, we are my my right hand man and I at my new job are going to promote. Uh, she's a girl actually, but we're going to promote our the event we're doing where I'm rappelling off of the tallest building in Abilene and I'm scared.
2: Well, I'm hoping he will also do... Uh, your right-hand man will follow through on what I'm paying him to do, and that's make sure that...
1: Uh, cut the rope halfway
2: through. a little bit of the rope action. <laughs> <laughs> With, like, garden Not garden all the way. Scissors. I don't want you to know before it happens, but just, like, halfway through is enough. So, you
1: know? so, full disclosure, so I there's this fundraiser that I'm a part of, and it's you raise a certain amount of money and you get to repel off of a 20-story building, and... I mean, it's you know, it, it'll be fine. But you know, there's always like it's like a it's like an airplane. Airplanes are super famous, but just inherently dangerous things. They're like like mountain downhill, like uh, big mountain skiing things like that are just like inherently really risky. That, like there's there's you can't say there's never going to be another plane crash or another like shuttle explosion, like things like that. Like it's always gonna. Equal out, and there's going to be some huge disaster. I can just see it being on my on my time down the building when the, <laughs> when the harness breaks, and I go or or it's like what I was, I was thinking about earlier. It's like, all right, here goes Mark. Yeah, he's got he had white pants on when he when he started. Why are they all brown in the back now? And why why is he limp like a like a dead guy? I'll just pass out and crap my pants. Well, night.
2: in all fairness, though, you're you're repelling off the tallest building in Abilene, so uh, man, a four story. Building, you really got some <laughs> rappelling out for you, and you're, you're really gonna rappel, your nuts off here. You just
1: jump, <laughs> check jump off the like the building onto like a big trampoline, and it's just. There's no.
2: Oh, we don't really need, need your ropes. Rope is just way too long. You just jump right off the roof onto the ground, and you're just holding all this slack rope. You're like, oh, okay. oh sorry, guys.
1: You just got to get up and dust <laughs> your dust your knees off and just walk off. What <laughs> <laughs> was funny was it was it in the RTX thread that somebody sent because it's the, it's called the Enterprise Building, and somebody sent a picture of like an Enterprise rental car location, which is like a one story. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but that's really funny. Yeah, I yeah. thought
1: that was good. It's like they just they just park a big van next to it. And you just step off onto the van and just, like climb <laughs> climb down the van. Oh, so anyway, I'm terrified. I, Click I, the repel. Yeah, if you go to my uh yeah. Instagram or my Facebook, anybody you know, Instagram mainly, and you kind of scroll back, there's a little post about it and a link in the in my profile picture if you want to know anything about it.
2: If you donate $6.90, <laughs> we well, you know that that would came from simply human listener.
1: Yes, or $69 would be even better. So, 69 Or
2: 69 cents.
1: Yeah, or no, that's not enough. I need more.
2: No, Mark. You're supposed to say no. Donation is too small. You idiot. Oh, You're supposed oh. to say, hey, you know what? Whatever you can give helps further the cause. Not F Oh Oh man. <laughs> the money you oh, man.
1: <laughs> there was. I don't know if we should talk about this. There was a really. I uh, probably shouldn't. It's. I'll tell you off off air. But
2: well, okay. So oh wow. wow uh, it's going to be real juicy then if yeah, you won't tell it on air. I know. I know.
1: And you'll understand why. So okay. So first day of school. Uh, we've got kin- going into kindergarten, going into second grade. And the going into kindergarten, she has the same teach- kindergarten teacher as my, our oldest. And so it's it's just – I remember, like, you go into, like, the new school. It's always, like – like, right now, like, the first time you have, like, a kindergartner, it's, like, a big deal. You know, like, it's, okay, was the bus? And you're right. Are, are we <laughs> yeah, going to pick you up?
2: Yeah, are taking pictures. You're taking pictures of everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's just, and you're like, I I don't know about you, but I, especially with my little girls, like I'm just like on the verge, I've got like the frog in my throat the whole time thinking, okay, here's this. And that, and I'm I'm so scared. And my, my, my oldest was like young for her age and he's, she's the smallest anyway. And so she's like this little, everyone's bigger than her and she's so little. And, and now it's just like, all right, can we, can we get the packet? Let's get out of here. Come on. Okay. Hi. Hi teacher. Great. We'll see you like a million times for the rest of the year. Let's get out of here. So. Do you all do like a meet the teacher in your district and all that?
2: We actually did that tonight, okay, and it's, yeah. it's funny that you're saying this. Like, uh, so my older one, Jason, is going into the third grade, wow. and the younger one, Ryan, is just starting kindergarten. Okay. And you're right. Like when we brought Jason to meet the teacher night, it was all like, oh, we don't have any babies anymore. He's getting so big. <laughs> and now it's like, get the hell on the school. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> can't wait to, can't ah, Tuesday can't come soon enough. And it's yeah. weird. Like I am. I just started a couple weeks ago like a Monday through Friday uh schedule at work during yeah. the daytime regular you know normal human hours. So are you going to have and, to take and them so to school? So I was actually Well though no, uh Anna's going to take them to school and I'm probably going to pick them up. We'll, we'll figure it out yeah. as it goes. But uh, cuz there's like a before and after school, you know, kind of hang out program deal they have. But cool. uh well, what was I saying? I was saying something that was really, really prescient. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, when I was, uh, before this happened, this all happened very quickly at work. And I was like, man, I cannot wait until both of those idiot kids are out of the house <laughs> during the week. And I can just sleep all day and not, but, have, and, have, and not wake up and have a, a complete disaster. But, but you it have so everything lined job. out this yeah. way. Yeah, so now
1: you don't get to do it. Now, like the days that you get to sleep, they're going to be home with you on the weekend. <laughs>
2: Well, and just as it as it happens now, there's no such thing as like really sleeping in. Like I will right. sleep until my body tells me to wake up on the weekends, which is like
1: seven o'clock,
2: eight fifteen. It's like eight fifteen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm like, well, oh, okay, well, that's not that bad, not that big of a deal. Yeah. So
1: I haven't slept past like <laughs> seven thirty. in...
2: I'm going months. to bed at like nine. I'm going to bed at like nine forty-five on Saturdays. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah how How are you adjusting? Like, how is your body? Hmm. Show me in a picture.
2: Mm, Has it been weird to adjust back into normal life? It's it's so engorged. I don't – no, it's been actually – it was really – it happened really, really, really quickly, like really quickly, within probably about two days of uh, switching my schedule. And and it had been like this for, for quite some time time like on my days off man we're really getting into some hard hitting uh, health and wellness talk here yeah. so like uh on my days off for like the probably the last 6 or 7 months when i was on my weird weekend night schedule uh i automatically just fell naturally back into a more of like a go to sleep at like 10 or 11 wake up at like you know 9 8 or 9 type of deal because i had stuff to do and it just kind of it, it was that part was easy it was the sleeping during the daytime being awake all night that was difficult well literally I got about 10 days notice at work that was like, Hey, uh, starting August 1st, this is, you show up here. Uh, it, it, here's, here's the, uh, here's where you go to and here's what time you show up. And it's an eight to four thing. And I was kind of nervous that like, man, I'm, every day at like noon, I'm going to be falling asleep. But literally by like the second day, it was like I'm doing exactly what my body wants me to do. I'm falling asleep at like 10 o'clock and waking up at six in the morning. And I don't feel like I'm low on energy. Yeah. Uh, it's, been really terrific but i've very much enjoyed it well i'm plus my my hours are now eight hours a day which for most regular people like yeah so what before that i was doing yeah it really does well before that i was doing 12 hour shifts and which basically means i would wake up immediately go to work go to work immediately come home and immediately go to sleep so my days that i worked i didn't do anything except for sleep and work but you get home at like uh, what five five
1: thirty and you've got like Two three hours to. Oh no! Something.
2: It's not even. I get I get home at like four thirty four forty five. 445 oh, awesome. and So I cook the dinner. I get the kids ready for bed. We have a you know two and a half or so hours to. You drive a Dodge you know, do what We're gonna do watch TV or something. Yeah, so I'm the I'm the assistant to the district manager. <laughs> <laughs> I drive a Dodge Stratus. So it's I mean it's it's been really it's been really nice and yeah the day flies by like absolutely flies by yeah.
1: Well that's good. So yeah. So it is funny. Like there's a funny video going around. I've talked to a lot of people that have seen it. It's a it's like a mom video and she's like driving away from her mm, oldest he in, her. Yeah, her oldest in kindergarten. I'll find the link and put it in the show notes. She's like it's like driving away from her oldest going to kindergarten and she's just inconsolable saying she has to go back he's not ready just on and on and on and on. And then like it goes like you know one year later and she's like all done up like her hair's done she's got her makeup on and she's like (laughs) she's like calling her friends and like they're on their way to vegas like like it's the day that she drops so it's like I, i wish i could have found the audio the audio is really funny um if i find it uh before we talk do the end i'll play it at the end but anyway let's get to our interview with uh with joe it's really awesome like I think I've said this a bunch, so I'm like name dropping here. But he, like his people, like reached out to us. So like we're kind of a big deal, Rick.
2: <clears throat> <laughs> well, no? you're welcome, Mark. You're welcome. Yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, oh, and we do have some donations that we need to uh, thank as well. So his people reached out to my people, and my people got back to him. Uh, Danielle, thank you for your donation. Bye, bye,
2: by your by your people that reached out to him, do you mean you? Yes, me. Or do you mean me?
1: Uh, no, it wasn't you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's that's, just, the that's the only that's the, that's the only of one. Our people here. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, real quick, and then no, novella n o v a l e a. How would you say that? Novella. Novelia, uh, that's what I would go with. Novella, Novelia, And then No, nope, I would not say that. <laughs> so thank you for your donations. We really appreciate it. Uh, so yeah. So
2: thank you for your donation. Then Mark will screw your name up on the air if you give us a donation. <laughs> Mark will. Uh, not know how to read because he's used to having books read to him, not him reading. Oh himself,
1: man, that's so. what we should have talked about, like that article. It, obviously, oh, you're an idiot. Everyone yeah.
2: agrees with me. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly no, right.
1: Everyone, someone said "suck it, Rick," and I thought that was great. Um, so anyway, well, they
2: were just that was an invi- that was an invitation. That wasn't like, uh, like they were asking, "Would you like?" <laughs> no, to No, 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 they were not. Psycho?
1: They are not a pop. They were not. <laughs> they were not a popsicle (laughs) salesman they were not a popsicle salesman
2: (laughs) so oh well done
1: so before we get to the interview with Joe go to the website com. you can find us on uh, all social media at simplyhuman52 you can go to the Facebook page we've got like over 2200 likes uh, (laughs) write us a review on iTunes leave us what did I say write us a review leave us a review on iTunes we really appreciate it. I've uh, Got a lot of cool folks coming up. Uh, there's a there's a, a, a researcher who's written a book about like why kids should eat dirt, why why people should like eat dirt and not be scared of dirt. She's gonna come on soon, so it's like she's gonna validate my whole life so it's all great email the show <laughs> simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com gmail.com rick at gmail.com go to the store page there's a donate now button there and in the show notes of this show and you can see all the things that we uh, endorse as far as the nutrients multivitamin and the shoes and the glasses and the mindfold and the sleep mask and all that great stuff so we talked to Joe I talked to Joe about his childhood the movie Goodfellas a lucrative fool business vouching Donnie Brasco changing your frame of reference Sparta Black Soup running out of food, making kids work, the Pink Panther movies, and enjoying kids. Here's Joe. Joining us today on the Simply Human podcast, I am so excited to have the creator of the Spartan races. Everybody, everybody has heard of these, have seen their crazy friends doing them. Joe DeSena is on the show. Joe, thank you so much for, for your time today.
3: Thanks for having me.
1: Cool. Well, you will be. I haven't. I haven't told you this because we just got on the call. But you will be very uh, pleased to to hear about something. So you're, I guess, Matt, or you're somebody in your, from your uh, your people call my people kind of a thing. Your people sent me Spartan Fit the book, and I got it on a Sunday. I got. We were out of town. We got home on a Sunday, and it was in the mailbox. And I opened it up. I was like, "Oh, cool! Here's the book that they were going to send." And I mean, I've heard of the Spartan races and all that, so I kind of flip open. Oh, I'll just kind of look through this. Well, I, I end up like you know kind of canceling the rest of the day sort of deal and i finished it most of it and i so it was july 31st and i was like you know what I'm, I'm gonna start august 1st i'm gonna do i'm gonna do this for august is what you know i'm always looking for different movement patterns and trying out new things and so i did like the, the test on that monday the hanging and the burpees in five minutes and the 30 minute run and now i am i am doing this is day like what i'm on day like 10 i bought I have my, having all the stuff shipped to my house and it's everything I'm waiting on. Only thing I'm waiting on is the mold for the Atlas stone. I have the cement and the everything ready to make the Atlas stones. I've already got a sandbag. I've already got everything. So so you've already had a, a quite an influence on me before we even spoke.
3: I love this. I didn't even know I didn't even know I had people. So <laughs> right, back, me either. Yeah. I've got people that sent you the book and, yep. and uh and the fact that you read it and that you're doing this stuff is awesome. Because yeah. if uh, my feeling is, if we change one life, then it was all worth it. So it sounds like we got you hooked.
1: Oh, it's totally, and I'm so excited. Then, of course. Just a little bit of background. My listeners are gonna, you know, gla Their eyes are gonna glaze over because I talk about this a lot. But for like seven years in my past, I did like endurance races and Ironmans and marathons and all that. And so the last, you know, three four years, I haven't done that. And so it's been really nice on like my wife and kids. You know, to not have to. Where are we going this week? And and now we have to do what? And I'm gonna. I have to do all the get the kids up and and fight the traffic while you're gonna be doing what? And so when I I mentioned, well, there's a Spartan race in Dallas uh, on October. Uh, She's like, hmm, really? There's a Spartan race? Huh? This is this the new thing? So I'm trying to acclimate her into into being able to go over and do a race. Um, But before we get into all that, and like the 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 premise of the book and all that let's talk about your story and how you got to where you are because you have an amazing story
3: uh, thanks yeah um, I'm just amazed anybody wants to listen to my story <laughs> so um, so basically uh grew up in Queens and in, in, the,
1: in Astoria or what, which part of Queens
3: no I grew up in Howard Beach okay cool which yeah. um, wasn't very far from Astoria and um, and next door to uh, Howard Beach is East New York Nobody from East New York came over to Howard Beach. Nobody from Howard Beach went over to East New York. If they did it, was not a good outcome. And um, in this neighborhood, for whatever reason, all the organized crime bosses lived. Oh, man. And, um, but that didn't make it... Visually, if you, if you pulled into the neighborhood, there were Cadillacs. It was beautiful. The, the lawns are mowed. There were, you know, Everything was maintained very well. There weren't cars burning or guns <laughs> getting shot every night. But um, the people... Uh, all were focused on that kind of activity, which meant that a lot of people would go to jail, and a lot of people would, you know, disappear. So, um, a little kid growing up in that neighborhood, you, you start to really respect money. You start thinking about: um, Am I tough enough to do the time? Because that's that's what's, what's gonna going to yeah. happen. That's what's going to happen, right? It's like and, good. It's like Goodfellas.
1: Your it childhood
3: is like Goodfellas. It was, yeah, it was where they filmed Goodfellas. It oh was my uh, gosh. <laughs> the whole movie was based on Howard Beach. And oh so um my. it was right next to uh it, and the families that they talk about in Goodfellas lived across the street from us. So, <laughs> it's so like my
1: favorite movie of all time by the way.
3: Yeah, so yeah. um so we were right next to Kennedy Airport and, and um a lot of stuff, you know, disappeared on trucks or that were supposed to end up on airplanes as air freight, et cetera. and so it was a candy store for, for these guys in many ways. Um, but so I grew up there. My mother uh, realizes this is a ridiculous uh, place with the wrong values. And somehow she stumbles upon yoga, meditation, health food, which makes no sense. Yeah,
1: which is like she was an alien walking around to these people. Yeah. She, she was an alien.
3: <laughs> And today you might say, oh, she was like crunchy, granola, whatever. Yeah. But um, she was an alien in the seventh <laughs> in Queens. So, so um, she, she leaves my dad. She moves us to Ithaca, New York, which is a little more open-minded, spiritual, whatever. And I'm about – I must be about 13 at this point. They're divorced and we get to go back and forth. We spend the whole summers with, with our dad. Um, my dad, at that time, started to lose everything. He was actually doing very well prior to the divorce financially, and um, he, I was a cocky kid. My sister was a bit uh, spoiled, and I was just going to work for my dad. That was my mindset. When when they get divorced, and she leaves, and he starts to like have financial trouble, it was a real kick in the butt, because um, it wakes you up, and and it started to wake me up towards working. Yeah. Well, I stumble upon my neighbor, who I don't know at the time, is the boss of one of the families, the big boss, and he's only got daughters, and he takes me in under his wing, and I start eating over his house. Oh my gosh! (laughs) um, He gets me to clean his pool to make you know thirty-five bucks for a week, and um, I quickly learn he's important because everybody respects him and all these cars are pulling up every day and pu- bringing cheesecake and pizza and all these things into his house out of respect. And um, I go an extra step when I clean the lawn furniture and straighten up the shed, even though I wasn't getting paid for that stuff. I was, even though I didn't know exactly what he was, I knew he was a good friend to have. Yeah.
1: You just had this instinct. It's like, okay, other people are respecting this guy. I'm going to show this guy some respect. Not knowing why, but knowing that it's probably the, the right decision.
3: Yeah. And before you know it, you know, he's like, hey, can you go take care of my friend Vic's pool? Or can you go take care of this guy Peter's pool? And it turns out that um, all the guys um, that I'm going to are also bosses. And Do they pay you in envelopes full of cash? Funny enough, uh, <laughs> I've got a lot of stories like that. Uh, I got one story. It became a very big business. Yeah, yeah. And I had about um, 700 customers. Oh, my th- gosh. By the time I was in college. And, um, and so I got all these customers, and I'm doing all these jobs. And um, I got a guy, uh, Dapolito. Is his name, and he's he's like a captain or something of another family. But I literally have every every everybody as a customer because I'm I, they could trust me. You know, I, I like I came from somebody that vouched for me, and I it was just known that I was I was okay.
1: That one thing that that like the vouching deal, like Donnie Brasco, that that movie they made about the FBI undercover agent and all that, like that whole that business, the vouching thing is such an important. You you can strip that away from you know the mob and it's like man that is like the that's how the world works you know oh, no, I d- mean, no you doubt, had, doubt about it yeah. well, it
3: still works that way for me um, and I'm sure everybody actually um, has a little bit of that even if they're not from the neighborhood and, and so um, you know you want to know that they know somebody right and yeah. and by the way I've had some hiccups in my life with people I've gotten to know that turned out to be not the person I thought they were yeah and um n- n- not that somebody vouching is a foolproof system as you learn in Donnie Brasco yeah, yeah. But, but, <laughs> but um but it certainly helps i wish i wish in retrospect i would have always used that yeah. that system so so um anyway i got all these customers i got this big um, business by the time i graduate um, college and what was awesome about it was not only was i getting all that great Information from my mother, right, who's pushing all this health food and everything, um, and meditation and and way of life, and and material things aren't important. And I'm learning this tremendous work ethic from my dad and people in the neighborhood. But I've also got this peak into 700 families, all my customers. And I had the kind of relationship with these customers where literally I could just sleep over, I could go in the kitchen and grab some food. I was the, you know, I never asked for money. They paid me when they could. I just had great relationship with everybody. Um, and so it taught me a way to live, right? You'd look at people and say, man, I, I want to take some of the things I see in this family and I want to discard some of the things. When, when I have a family, this is a the way, these are the things I want to take from that. I saw people uh, go broke, so people get divorced or people cheating on their wives or husbands. So all kinds of things. People go to jail who who got shot
1: hopefully and, you as the pool boy weren't the cause of some of the family breakups you know as you're out there with your shirt off no, and you see I, the I,
3: yeah i wasn't <laughs> no i'm not that good look of, um, and i just i respected um even if i was i was i just yeah. Yeah.
1: can you imagine like, like not knowing who the family was like you're like the cocky pool boy and like you you get into that business and then you're next <laughs> thing you know you're tied to a block of cement at the bottom of yeah, that. No, that, that. Yeah,
3: no. I agree. I agree. Um, and, and so um, I'm learning all these things. I'm, and you're seeing people that are healthy and active and people that aren't and who's getting older and who's getting sick. Yeah. God, and you learn all these things, right? And it's, it's fortifying some of the stuff my mother's talking about. And so, um, which was very contrary to all the values of the neighborhood. I mean, sure. people just talked about food. All day long, food, <laughs> food and money were God. You know. Yeah. Forget about it. Forget about it. And it wasn't. It wasn't the food that we're talking about here. It, it, it In retrospect, it's the worst kind of food you could eat. And so, um, so anyway, um, I uh, had very specific ideas on on a book I wanted to write someday, and that was Spartan Up. That was our first book. Yeah. And then, and and that book did very well. But people, people that read that book said oh this is awesome this is a good kick in the butt and it got me going but it didn't give me a specific plan i'd love to have a specific plan and and so it was funny to hear you open up the show by saying you got the book you read it and you ordered some sandbags and and cement molds and stuff because um that's what we hoped would happen yeah that you have a plan you have something to follow
1: right and and really like when you read if I were just to like start up a conversation and say, "Hey, uh, you need to go build a, a cement ball and carry it up and down your street, and get a five gallon bucket and watch as the neighbors look at you like you're an idiot filling the bucket up, and every time you do a four hundred meter loop up and down the street, you know, like, no, I'm not doing that." But if you read the like the the reasoning behind it, and that is like, oh, that's like what I preach on this on this show from the very beginning. And what you know, people always roll their eyes about. You know, the I always talk about cold showers. I always talk about oh, take cold showers. Oh no, yeah, yeah, you you know, you live in the south. Great, the, the cold water down there is still like it's you know eighty degrees. And but it's like I'm I'm a huge fan of doing things that aren't necessarily comfortable and getting out of your comfort zone, whether that's physical or mental or any sort of those things. And like the whole idea of this book, not and I want to talk about the Spartans too, is like doing like forcing yourself to do things in, in a healthy way. Obviously not going so overboard that you'd kill yourself you know like i'm gonna jump off this cliff and it's gonna make me stronger you know but doing it in a healthy way doing things forcing yourself to do things that are uncomfortable makes like the everyday thing like now like when i'm carrying my kids you know it's like i can think about well this is nothing compared to that when i had to you know run a mile and a half carrying this bucket full of sand you know like so i think that's just such an in an, an idea that yeah. needs to be ingratiated into into our brains
3: you got to change your frame of reference. Um, when I when I had that pool business, I tried hiring people from the neighborhood, and um, I had such a tough time because they didn't want to um, they didn't want to crush it every day, right? They yeah. they came from cushy households, like most of us do um, in in the developed world, especially in America. And I stumbled upon a couple of Polish guys. <laughs> that had just come to the country because remember the, 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 all these Eastern Bloc country, they all the walls came down in 1990. Yeah. So, so right around that time, I stumbled upon, uh, maybe late eighties, um, a couple of these Polish guys that were, uh, I never experienced anything like it. They worked like I did. They just ate life. They, um, they never asked for days off. They didn't care about how much they got paid an hour. They didn't care if it was raining, if it was snowing. They just wanted more hours, huh. and and um, that was because their frame of reference, right? They yeah, they it was was, easy. Yeah, this is like, are you kidding me? Like, I get, <laughs> we stopped for lunch. This is unbelievable. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, you're like I have, I only have to like clean a pool until eight p.m. Yeah, this is this is crazy. This is a vacation. And, yeah,
3: and you can actually see through the water. Yeah. <laughs>
1: there's yeah there's not dead fish in this water. Yeah. <laughs> or toxic chemicals.
3: Yeah. So, um, well, um, I, I agree with you and, and and that's that's a point to this book is is um change your frame of reference get out of your comfort zone big mental component uh, along with that blueprint on on just just follow this blueprint. I guarantee you're going to be better off. And, and that sounds like that's what you're doing.
1: Yeah. So I, to, I want to get into the book and the Spartan stuff and all that. And just, yeah. So like this 30, it's really 31 days if you count the, uh, this, like the testing day is like its own day, which is like hang, dead hang for as long as you can. Do as many burpees as you can in five minutes and then cover as much ground as you can in 30 minutes. And, and then like you start, that's like your sort of reference point. And then you're going to retest that towards the end of the deal. With well, stuff like, like I already mentioned. Oh, here's, here's a question today. The, the one I'm doing is, uh, up and down a steep, a short, steep hill carrying a rock or a log for 40 minutes. I'm going to go, I'm, I've got uh, some stairs that I'm going to drive to what, what is like a weight that is good? Like, do I need to take my 60 pound sandbag or can I take like my 25 pound, uh, slam ball? Like what is like the, a weight for that length of time?
3: You know, it depends, right? Like, I'm I'm listening to you and thinking, you know, I did my body weight workout this morning, but I got to spartan the f- up, Sorry to curse on this. No, thing. you're you gotta- good,
1: you're good. I have a bleeping tool. It's fine.
3: Um, and I'm gonna, I got a hundred pound sandbag, right? And so I'm gonna carry that thing, and that's just a suffering tool when yeah. you get. Like 20, 25 pounds, you could, still, you could still actually maintain some pace. Right.
1: There's like so, a cardiovascular element to that stuff.
3: Yeah. Like, like what do you want to do? Do you want to suffer? In some ways, it's easier just to carry the heavy weight and suffer slowly. Right. Um, because fast for me, fast is like kryptonite. It's like breathing heavy and I'd much rather carry weight and go slow, yeah. which, means, which means I got to go lighter and go faster because that's what I hate to do. Yeah.
1: that's okay cool so i'm gonna take my sandbag and there's a there's a coliseum at the university that's right next to my house and i'm gonna break into there and just walk up and down the stairs for 40 minutes carrying a 60 pound sandbag so it's that kind of stuff it's it's grip it's holds it's it's things that I feel I'm excited, like how strong I feel like my grip is going to be at the end of this deal. And I'm 6'1, a couple hundred pounds, and done all sorts of different movement deals. And so I, you know, I'm not starting from like, you know, couch to whatever, but like, I, you know, I just, I'm really excited about, you know, the one I'm not looking forward to, I promise we'll get to the book. The listeners are like, okay, y'all are they're It's like in, we're like telling inside jokes. They're like, okay, go buy the book if you want to know what we're talking about. Is the one where you do a 10 minute cumulative hold. And then every time you come off the bar, you've got to do five burpees. Like yeah, that, that, that one is like tomorrow. And yeah. can I do a hook grip? I can't believe this is like cheating. I'm like asking no, the guy.
3: No, no, you can't. No, you can't. <sighs> Oh, you got to use your hands! Dang it!
1: Yeah, see, like what a hook grip is, like what Olympic lifters use is they wrap their thumbs around oh. the bar and it helps with their it helps their grip. And so I was, what I was asking him, talking to the listener here, is if I could use a hook grip on the and sort of cheat and kind of grab my thumb around the bar. But you're saying absolutely no hook grip. So I will make that, a would,
3: note. Be, that would be like if you allowed the 300 and <laughs> Sparta to have guns. Right. When they
1: or like a but, scope and night vision yeah, yeah they
3: didn't have that right. they have a spear and a shield that was it yeah
1: yeah okay so let's talk about i've written the spartan code up on my whiteboard in my garage just where i work out so let's talk about sparta and everybody saw the movie 300 and everyone you know sort of saw that but there were, you know that movie was based on you know Research and history and and it was kind of interesting because the spartan they didn 't write down their history like the history was sort of pieced together by other oral histories taken by people that knew of them so let 's kind of talk about your interest in that that civilization and sort of some of the things that we can learn from them
3: yeah well i think I think a couple of things I think it sounds like you just naturally have an interest in it, even if you you didn't even know what Sparta right, right. was right i i I naturally had an interest in this. It was this stoic lifestyle where uh, less is more you um, you know my, my wife and I will, will always have this friendly battle over um, food right she wants to she somehow associates cooking like um, this awesome meal with all these extra things and sauces and everything as being a, a really good cook and I'm like, yeah I just want I just want the piece of fish with like some yeah. garlic and lemon on it that's it.
1: Well, it's like in the movie 300, I always you know make this joke like there is there's is one thing, there's one scene where one person eats something and it's it's an apple. So I'm like that's like okay, like it's <laughs> that's the only thing it showed that it's all you have to do is is eat an apple
3: and that's all. You know, it's like <laughs> No, you know, let's go off track here for a second. We have a farm I'm sitting at right now in Vermont and the farm is like the CIA farm. We we reference it up here. Where you come up here, you you get transformed. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. No, it's in the, you like you mention it in the book and talk about it. It's man. It sounds like a place that I would love to come visit. Yeah, some any, time.
3: anytime, uh, anytime <laughs> can come up. We've got uh, seven hundred acres, cabins. Anyway, um, on this farm, I had a guy come up that was six hundred and ninety six pounds. We got him oh, down to two sixty five. Geez. Another guy came up, and I said, "Hey, he was." Don't quote me. I think he was 400. He was 300 and high 300s. So I got him down to 200 very quickly. And I said, um, I said, You're only eating apples for the first, I think it was five or 10 days. <laughs> and, uh, and so, just like in the movie, yeah. but, but um, that's hilarious. Yeah, you, you'd be surprised. We've been brainwashed, and I'm not a conspiracy guy, yeah. but we've been brainwashed by by companies that we need all these things to be held. you got to eat this, you got to eat that, you got to drink this. Combine actually, it
1: with this and you got to eat it after this time and, and yeah. not before this time. Yeah.
3: It's actually what you don't eat is, is more important oh than all the stuff gosh. you do. Like, you, you can get by just on water as far as a drink goes. You don't, yes. some coconut water, you know, real jam because it's got some great electrolytes in it but but other than that, you could live, we, we did live right. for a years on earth with water. Like, we you know, we don't need um, all this other stuff. Now the sponsors will hate you and I for saying that, right. but but that's the reality. And and um what do you
1: think? You think any Spartan warrior would like would care about like being sponsored? You know, like that's like the whole point is that they yeah, wouldn't remember, give a crap.
3: The three hundred was backed right by a couple of big um, clothing companies yeah. and drink companies, and they had to have their whey protein before they went to battle. Give me a break. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, guys, I can't go today. I was my, yesterday was my leg day.
1: Or I, or I ran out of pre-workout yesterday, so I, don't, I can't work out today. I can't come battle because I don't have any pre-workout. It's coming tomorrow in the mail. Yeah, And, yeah. They,
3: and they were so friggin' tough yeah. that the, the families, the wealthy families of kings and queens and and wealthy people in other in other cult, you know, other places would send their kids to Sparta to train. They would say those guys. Got that?
1: Oh, I got this new computer and I've got it set up okay. where if somebody calls my phone, it goes right. to my computer. That's weird. Okay, sorry. That was Leonidas' grandson. Yeah. <laughs>
3: um, they, they, would, um, they would send their kids to, to Sparta to train because they would say, those Spartans train so hard that they actually enjoy going to war. And so they were enamored with with that mindset and that lifestyle. You know, they only ate black soup right it yeah. was uh it was a vinegar blood pig knuckle which you have
1: tried right is that did i read that oh, in yeah, the book
3: black yeah. the black soup is um I, well, I can't get my wife and kids to go for it but <laughs> that's um yeah my dream would be this is all we eat when i yeah. first started spartan i'm sorry to ramble when i first started spartan i wanted to have troughs on the course of uh, stainless steel troughs with ladles and that's, that would oh, be your water man. station, but that's so be, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
1: that's hilarious. Well, you know, it's something you said a second ago, just like, I, and this is like, I know the listeners are going to again roll their eyes at me, but like, I talk about, uh, anti-fragile, the book by Nassim Taleb a lot. And in, yeah. and in that book, he talks about that via negativa idea that, you know, the most incredible scientific breakthrough, medical breakthrough in the last 60 years has been the removal of smoking right? Like shoes and like the shoes as we know them, like the, the way to get your feet healthy isn't more shoes. It's less, less shoes, right? It's like, and so sometimes like the easiest thing to think about how to, what to eat, cause we can eat, I mean, I could eat my carpet if, you know, my body would do something with it. Like we can eat anything. So like, it's easier to think about what not to eat. And that's pretty easy. It's a pretty basic list of things to avoid. Like, oh, how about this? Foods that humans weren't designed to eat, Hey, that's pretty easy, you know? Yeah. And so it's like a lot of times you just have to think. And I think that's kind of the, the whole point, like the Stoics, like less is more Sparta kind of falls into that category. Like it's not about adding things that, you know, stuff. It's like, sometimes it's the removal of things. Um, yeah, I want
3: to, I, 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 again, I gotta, I gotta talk to my wife about this one because it's a tough sell, but I want to like, I want us to run out of food in the house with yeah. the kid every so often. I think it would be really healthy for us, yeah. right? Like, some. Um, you know, all, all four kids and me and my wife are both looking at that remaining apple. Yeah. And there's nothing, you know, sorry, we don't shop for another week, guys.
1: Well, humans ran out of food. For the, the majority of human life on Earth, there was a point where all humans were at that point.
3: Yeah, no doubt about and it. And it's
1: just the last, you know, 60, 70 years that we are at a point where most, well, I wouldn't even say most, a large part of the world is, in. A, there's still a large part of the world that, you know, ha- faces that dilemma a lot. You know, where they just run out of food which is a whole separate topic but anyway yeah that that would be a tough sell uh are you going to the store we're, we're getting kind of bare like the next week like you got we've eaten everything that we have and like no this is we're gonna be good i'll go to the store did you go to the store no i uh i didn't go to the store like we literally have no food now what? yeah well like, okay so let's talk about the code the spartan code i know there's a lot of things i, I think there are uh, there are certain things on the list that you know like for me you know, it's like, well, I got, I kind of, I kind of do that one, but then there's other things like, uh, you know, uh, a Spartan, you know, controls his emotions. I think is one that you know, like that's like, okay, I need to work on that one. You know, it's like, what is it? Leads gives all, generously, pushes his mind and body. Like, there's just this. The list is awesome.
3: Yeah, no, we all we all need uh, help with those things. And like I said, I was really lucky in that a lot of that stuff really came from my mother. My mother, um, when we were kids. We woke up my sister and I one day, and she literally is going to be hard to believe. So sit, brace yourself for okay, this one. I'm ready? She literally threw away everything, all our material things, <laughs> inclu- including money. And um, wow, my neighbor, I wake up, I flip out, my sister flips out, and my neighbor's like, "Your mother's lost her mind." <laughs> and um, You're like, we, I know. We, yeah. we certainly agreed with her, and the garbage <laughs> men are like picking through stuff, and and um, and I'm like. Looking back now, saying you know what, she was right. It was the greatest lesson we could have learned. Like, of, of course, I have accumulated stuff, and so has my sister. Since then, uh, I, I, yeah. I actually have too much stuff. But, but it was a great, um, it was a great lesson, right? Yeah. Because stuff you don't own it; it owns you. Oh yeah. So, um, well, let's yeah, yeah, talk- way ahead of her time.
1: Yeah, let's talk about what, like, I know you the the what you and your kids do in the morning. Let's talk about that real briefly, and I can't believe we're running up on time here. So um, yeah, that's right. yeah.
3: So so um, early on, I, I uh, when we had our children, I I wanted to have a kung fu master live with us because <laughs> I was thinking about Kill Bill and Uma Thurman, oh. and thinking, man, my dream. Would have been, and it sounds like Mark, your dream would have been too to have like a master that was just uh, whipping me. (laughs) Well, do you remember
1: the Pink Panther movies? Like not the cartoons. I remember. Yes. Okay. Like he had the guy that, like the Asian guy that lived with him that didn't speak English or something, and like he would, he, he, his whole point was when he came home that he had to just like be on his toes (laughs) because the guy was gonna like attack him, and oh, it's so like it's so funny, but like but. Wouldn't that, like, that would keep you sharp, you know? That would keep your testosterone running. (laughs)
3: No, I think that was absolutely ingenious. So I said to my wife, you know, I want to get a Kung Fu master. I don't know how we're going to get one. But I I somehow got a guy to come out of China, right out of China, and live with us. And so for many years of the kid's uh, early life, my oldest is 10 now. So for for at least four years, we had these guys living with us. Uh, I've had different ones because they've moved on. And, um, and it, you know, every morning 545 AM for an hour and every night 530 PM for an hour, seven days a week. And they trained, uh, in, in martial arts, but it was mostly, um, gymnastic type movements and, and,
1: um, movements that they would like in, in the wild that they would be doing probably throughout the day anyway.
3: Yeah, exactly. So, so people that say I'm nuts, like, uh, we, we still do it. We still do every morning, every night, um, and people say i'm nuts and i'm saying man they only do 2 hours for many years on this planet most kids were doing a lot more than that so yeah. i don't
1: well what's don't nuts re- to me is like when when kids are allowed to just sit and play video games all day and eat whatever they want that to me is nuts
3: i agree with you yeah
1: so yeah okay. so yeah so you've got like some like calisthenics stretching do some body weight stuff like yeah nothing you're not making them uh, you know fight a bull or anything crazy yeah
3: so. no but i did i did have um when my 10 year old was eight he ran the boston marathon yes i read it yeah and my my eight year old was seven ran the new york marathon so um and that didn't come with run training that came right. with the two a days that we were doing which which did not include a lot of running
1: yeah well, uh, we're getting to the end here, but there's one other thing. I did the uh, we've got a, a mountain bike trail. Yeah, hey everyone, haha. Ha. They always make fun of me how much I talk about mountain bike. I'm so glad Rick isn't on this call. He would just be making fun of me the whole time. But we've like a mile from my house. There's like 14 miles of mountain bike trails, and so I did the 60 minute run on that trail. And yes. I've, I had my little Camelback on while I was running. And for, like I would do, I didn't do the full hour, but I did. I would do like 15 minutes. I would hold water in my mouth yeah and then, after fifteen minutes, I would swallow it and take you know take a couple minutes, and then I would put water back in my mouth and do that so yeah, because the Spartans used to do like part of their training they'd have to run ten miles
3: 10 miles with
1: water boy. in their mouth, and if you didn't like spit the water out when you got there like uh bad news for you young young student, but yeah, yeah. trying to like because you got to breathe through your nose, and to me like breathing through your nose when you're running or doing any sort of cardiovascular work is like it's like a resistant uh, restrictor plate race you know it's like that kind of keeps you from overheating um you can't go too too fast but it's it's no it's not fun at first uh kind of getting used to that but anyway wow. i'll have to yeah i'll have to let you know how my uh how my atlas stone goes i've got every like i've got the tar i've got everything ready like i'm just waiting for the mold but um okay so where can tell everybody where you they can find you websites twitter all that good stuff
3: yeah so um go to spartan.com and check us out. You'll see everything on uh, everything there the races all over the world, the the blogs the, all that stuff and um it, you know if anybody wants to email me directly i'm a, I'm a crazy person, so I give out my emails Joe <laughs> at spartan.com. and um and, and you, you have sh- people you have people sometimes
1: that can uh, take care of things for you, apparently.
3: I do. Yeah. I apparently have people yeah. but but um but and if anybody wants to two things, if anybody wants to come to the farm. Uh, it's wide open for, you know, anybody. Um, no one really lasts here more than a day or two because <laughs> it's a lot more than they think. Right. They think they're coming to like Disneyland and it's far from that. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is we have a, a, an annual challenge called the agogi, which, which as you know, from reading the book yeah, yeah. was what the children went through. And so we have an agogi on the great wall in October in China. Oh my
1: gosh. And,
3: and, um, if you want to give away a couple of entries to your listeners yeah. but why don 't you give them you don't have to do it now. come up with a challenge or something or- whatever you want come up with something we could we could bring a couple of people over to China it would be cool
1: oh my gosh yeah i will uh, I'll email you and I guess Matt after this and kind of yeah. and talk more about that, but awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, definitely. Everybody's heard of the Spartan races. I mean, this is the guy that started. This is very cool that we had him on. Um, now I'm going to ambush you with the final question. This is the question we ask all of our first-time guests. And I'm hoping that you will uh, not just be a first-time guest. I'm hoping that you will come back and we can talk more about this stuff because I feel like we scratched, this, we scratched the surface off of like four Different topics that we could go back in and delve in more. Uh, so I'm hoping that you will you will join us again sometime soon. Uh, but it is this: what is one thing you enjoy about life, or something you do to make life more enjoyable?
3: Well, a couple of things: um, kids. My make my kids make my whole life. Yeah. But but um, travel. I mean, I just travel. Yeah. Like we're, we're we're moving to Tokyo in uh, in ten days. Oh my through. gosh! Yeah. So. Um, You got to go out there and experience other cultures and see other places. Like if you're just living in one place most of your life and not experiencing what's really out there, you're wasting your time because we're only here for a short time. Yeah.
1: So. Awesome. Well, Joe, I really, really appreciate this. Thank you for everything that you do. Thank, you know, I want to thank your people uh, for sending me that book and uh, you know giving me this new thing to try and do, and and in writing the you know living by the Spartan code and all that. I really am a fan of everything that you're doing. Thank you so much
3: for being on the show. Thanks, Mark. You're
1: listening to the Simply Human podcast. Thank you, Joe. Highly recommend his book, Spartan Fit. I am through, as of today, I know we talked a lot about me doing that. Uh, I am on day like 19, and it is my fingers are all scabbed up from one of the sandbag workouts I did recently. Uh, I've got all the stuff to make my, my Atlas stone, and I've got a lot of it. Like the last workout, just for instance, and Rick, this is going to be kind of out of context since you didn't, you haven't heard the interview yet. But listen to the last workout, okay? It's a 10K run, then you rest five minutes, okay? Then you do 100 burpees, 100 uh, walking lunges with a 70-pound sandbag on your shoulder, 100-meter army crawl. Oh, my gosh. 25 meters is terrible. 100-meter bucket carry, like a f- bucket 75% full of sand, and then you rest five minutes, and you do that two more times. 100 burpees, just, just doing 100 burpees like by itself is terrible.
2: I had to do fifty. I'm doing a new work. You know, I'm working out with some different people at work, and we had to do basically like a, a two sets of twenty-five. And I'm still kind of new to the, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. And yeah. Oh. like fifty. I thought it was going to kill me. Yeah. So I can't imagine doing a hundred. And then
1: another hundred, and then another hundred with a hundred meter walking lunge and hundred all that other stuff. It's, it's going to take me yeah. two and a half hours. But that's like the final thing, and then I'm going to go back to my my not quite as intense. Uh, workouts. But anyway, okay, it is now time for humans being human So go to uh, you know all his stuff in the show notes, all his books and everything. The races, there's one in Dallas we talked about on October 29th or 30th somewhere in there. I'm I'm still thinking about maybe going in and to, to Dallas and doing that race. It's like it's a little 5K with like 10 or 12 obstacles in the race. Won't take long. So um all right. It is not every human being human, and uh, as of this recording, we have no idea. So hopefully, in the show notes and in the title, we have something. So here it is, and it's going to be like really awesome. I am. I just now started recording. Uh, remembers you? He. I was like, "Do you remember Rick?" And he was like, "Didn't he work at K Texas with you?" So there's that.
2: Huh. I mean, you wow. guys. Someone were like, who remembers I mean, my, someone, someone remembers my illustrious uh, four-minute television career. Whatever. Impressive. You
4: were so good. You guys were all famous. I mean. Y'all were on TV. That's kind of a big
2: deal. Hmm. Yeah, I was on TV screwing up constantly. (laughs) So, uh,
1: Okay, so um, I already said your name once. I will bleep it out. Uh, I want to protect your identity for reasons that no one needs to know about. Uh, But this is uh, Hector.
2: Let's call him him Rooster. Rooster. Rooster.
1: Okay, Hector, Rooster. We we are very similar in our fake name, uh, uh, knee-jerk name. Re-action. Yeah. Action. Uh so, so Rooster is on the call. And the the organization of which we're going to talk about will also remain nameless. We will call the organization Good Times.
2: I feel like this story's not going to make any sense if we keep <laughs> substituting all the proper nouns.
1: And the word pancake in this story will be substituted for rock. <laughs> 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 would you like to change any words, Rick?
2: I would like to change Mark to Idiot. Uh, But but (laughs) perfect.
1: Okay, okay. So this is Rooster, and Rooster is an adult man with two children. He is Ah. the he is in charge of an area of Good Times, and when when I was in college, I was a volunteer and then a little bit on staff with Good Times, and Rooster was one of
4: my.
2: Is this that place that sold? Is this a, is this the place that sold magazines just east of uh, Abilene?
4: No, it was it was the first vape shop in Abilene.
1: <laughs> One hundred three fifty nine bleep. Is that you? Don't it, have
2: to you don't have to bleep that mark. I don't. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll will say it again just to show you don't have to bleep. Okay. Magazines. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Stop. Jeez. <laughs>
4: is vaping paleo?
1: Uh, I think it is.
4: Okay, we're good.
1: Okay, so um, <laughs> so when I was a, a a a leader, so to speak, of good times, Rooster was one of like the a high school aged person that I was sort of in in charge <laughs> of. Is that how you it's, would put that? This
2: sounds so it does,
1: sketch. It does sound sketch.
2: <laughs> yeah, it really does, Mark. It sounds uh like you're operating like a Basement dungeon pleasure house. Oh god, it.
1: it does. Good times is not the right. What if we call it?
2: I <laughs> definitely true. don't call it good times. <laughs> we'll call <laughs> it. Like call up good times like, oh, I'm looking for a good time.
1: No, okay, yeah, that's that's probably bad. How about we do uh, change the world? Good god, change the world right. organization.
2: That
4: sounds a little bulky, don't you? think? Yeah, a
1: little bulky, a little bulgy. Um,
2: <laughs> so let's streamline it yeah. a bit.
1: Okay, so, so the point is, I, I was in charge of, or I, I guess expected to lead, mentor some high school age children when I was not much older than them. And we did some things, you know, 15 years ago that looking back on, if, if those things were done now, it's a much different ball game. So let's, I want to talk about some of the...
2: You know who else said the same thing, by the way, the same direct quote? He <laughs> said the same thing. Did you know that? The word for word, the exact same quote
1: mark bleep out. that is not an appropriate
2: <laughs> reference
1: <laughs> okay and we will be bleeping that as well okay uh man and just let me tell you at the end of the show there is an all-time bleep it's a, one of the longer bleeps we've ever bleeped and it Man, it was funny, but so it's time travel talk. Just, okay. just wait for let's it. Get off. Yeah. So, okay, uh, Rooster. Let's. What, what were some of the most memorable things that you remember from those times?
4: Oh man, uh, you know I've got a, a handful of stories. A lot of our, a lot of my memories are whenever we were in high school. There was pro- probably about a dozen of us that would come around Mark regularly hmm. uh, and hang out with Mark and. Oh. Uh, he would hang out with us. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Um, after, I have to remember that I'm on the phone with
1: two uh, uh, children
4: of the more <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, I just don't know Rick that well. Yeah. That's why I say that. Um, but we would go out to... Sounds like
2: you got me uh, pegged right, <laughs> yeah. right there. Yeah.
4: We would go out to a buddy's ranch, uh, and we probably went out to this guy's ranch at least two or three times a semester yeah. for three or four years. I,
1: I was going to say a dozen times, like probably total.
4: Yeah. I mean, we went out there a ton throughout the course of high school, and uh, this guy's parents thought, you know, as long as this 21-year-old, 21-year-old Mark Rogers was with us, that we could go out there and we'd stay out of trouble. And <laughs> obviously, they really didn't oh. mark that well either. Oh, man. And my favorite story of being out at the ranch is we are out there looking for trouble to get into. And my friends and I were pretty uh, good at finding trouble. Uh, And we find a tailgate Mm -hmm. to a pickup truck, like kind of hiding in the weeds up by the house at this ranch.
1: It was, like, it was from the, one of the Charles Manson vehicles, I think, is <laughs> yes. what it was from.
4: Yes, very much so.
2: I'm not yeah. sure they drove any vehicles, Mark. No,
1: they had cars. Any... No, they had cars. Mm-hmm. And
4: so, uh, read, read a book. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and so we get the bright idea that we are going to chain, use like tow chains, to chain this thing to the back of our buddy's pickup truck. And then a couple guys will sit on this tailgate, <laughs> and we're going to pull them around. The hills Dirt, of dirt roads Texas, of West yes.
1: Texas. Like small, thin, narrow roads so like lined by cacti. Yeah. And mesquite trees.
4: And so this organization that I have the privilege of working for now that Mark was then helping run... Goodfellas
1: good is what we'll call it. Goodfellas. Good fellas.
4: Yeah. Uh If I found out that one of my leaders was doing this now with... Their high school friends, I would immediately fire them as <laughs> <a leader. laughs> without hesitation. Uh, but we would pull each other around <laughs> behind I, this I, I truck. Don't, it's at, am- I did it at like twenty five oh, miles per hour. Yeah. Like it wasn't like we were going slow. Yeah,
1: one I think one guy got thrown actually into a cactus, but he was ended up being okay. Like I, the 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 way the fact that none of us and there and there's like a high school kid driving. So it's not like the adult is driving the boat or something, you know? Like, we use the
4: term adult very loosely.
1: Yeah, yeah. And So and, what
2: are you doing? Are you, like, standing up in, like, a high tower supervising this, Mark, when this happened? No, I'm, like, in
1: the back of the truck, like, it's laughing right and, like, tailgate. pushing each other into the bushes kind of deal. Like, I'm right in there with them. Like, I, I'm – this is hilarious, you know? No, no one's going to get hurt. This is great. And then, like, we would start these bonfires. I remember one time we got, like, one of the guys on the way out. It's Rick, it was, like, south of town, like, kind of towards – Buffalo Gap, or was it past Buffalo Gap?
4: Yeah, it was just past Buffalo okay. Gap. so Still. there's like
1: there's like one of those big, huge traffic, not a cone, but like a like a what is it <laughs> called? Like a bucket? Like it was a huge, one of the huge bucket. What is it called, Rick? You should know. It's not like a cone, but a it's barrel. like a, a barrel, right? Yeah, barrel. So somebody shows a up barrel. and they're like, yeah. hey, like yeah. to the, to our bonfire, and like, they have this one of these barrels in the back of their truck, and they like take it out and like we we use that to like start a bonfire. And That thing was like. Man, it was burning hot. Like it was. It's oh. amazing that it did, we didn't start a brush fire out there. We would get people. All the all the kids would like get their like hornet wasp spray and Slap like
4: up on the tower.
1: Yeah, and then we would put all those bottles like of 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 uh, off and any sort of like pressurized can. We, aerosol. Aerosol can. We would throw them like in the fire climb, and then somebody would climb up on this like, what, what, what was it? It was like, it was a, like a...
4: It like an old radio tower. Yeah. Or something. we
1: climb that up halfway up this radio tower with, with, yeah, with no rope, no nothing. Just climb up halfway on this thing and like try to shoot those things with a BB gun and when it would pierce the thing it would explode and we'd all go jumping around screaming with joy.
4: <laughs> and, uh, you know, typically Mark would have it to where we... He made us take our clothes off. Whenever.
1: Okay, okay, that is not true. That only happened once. Uh, <laughs> Real
2: surprising at all?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Rick, there was another time. It's like okay, it's this ranch house. It's like not like somebody's like barn, I mean, it's like their, you know, it's not their house they live in every day. But it's like a nice house. At one point, we're, we t- we find these like ninja stars in one of the drawers, and we start throwing the ninja jar like stars into the wall <laughs> and seeing if we can make them stick creating these huge holes in the wall and then somebody like missed where we were aiming and hit like a glass picture frame and shattered the glass. Remember that? Gosh. Remember there were crickets all the time, there was always dead crickets every time we'd go out there and it'd smell like crazy.
4: And this guy's, this guy's parents knew that we were doing ridiculous things out there, but they knew that if Mark was with us, we wouldn't be drinking at least. Yeah, that's, right. That's <laughs> yeah. What they really cared about. <laughs> that yeah, that's true. like the
2: one thing, like, you're going to be doing all kinds of tomfoolery, but you won't consume alcohol. Yeah. While yeah. You're You'll be dead sober doing the dumbest yeah. stuff
4: you've ever done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yes, yes. yeah makes we, a ton of sense. Yeah,
1: we sort of take that out of it. And that is true. We never partook in any of that. That was off limits. And, yeah, then we'd all end up going I feel
2: like that would have been—it would have been way smarter to— to get really uh, hammered and than to around. throw around Chinese stars. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, I think maybe your uh, your proportion wheel of like, hey, what's worse in life? Yeah, uh, yeah. Drinking a little yeah. bit of booze what's, or what's throwing really Chinese stars at everyone. <laughs> like uh,
1: putting an aerosol can in a fire and, <laughs> and
2: just, yeah, what's what's yeah. What, yeah, yeah. what's
1: worse? Waking so up. Tell ha- me
2: about uh, all the spanking Tell me about all the spankings that Mark gave you. Oh. Like uh, is there lots of paddlings going on too.
4: Well. No. No, no. He he never he he would he would make us do things, you I'm, know, with our with his with his voice. He never he never physically touched us. It was
0: motion of the basket. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, it was usually when the lights were off too and well, we couldn't see. Well, it was that was kind of weird. That was but. the thing.
1: The lights never went off. Like we we would stay up till like till the sun came up. And then, like, I would, that was, like, on a Friday night. Like, I don't know how you guys, like, went back. We all had to go back to school, like, and I was always just wrecked. And I would have, like, a sinus infection for, like, a week after we would go out there and do that because of all the, like, mesquite and all the stuff thrown up. But I don't think if there's anything else crazy that we would do out there. I think that was that was the, that was the gist of it. There was uh, a little tank we would go sit by. It's a wonder one of us didn't drown in a tank or something. But anyway, so I've been meaning to have uh, Rooster on for a while. Rooster is uh, uh, recently back in town, and I'm excited uh, that he is back. And I, I wanted to ha- have him on. So thank you, Rooster, for hey, coming he's, on. He's, hey,
2: he's, real, back, in to- quick, he's back in town to testify like in the uh, Mark <laughs> Rogers trial. Uh, he's hey, yeah. defense, Ex- hey, uh, prosecution exhibit A. Yeah.
4: If you, if you take some of the things that Mark did out of the context of how he did them, Really, I mean, you could probably even leave Subie. some of them in the context. There's no question he should be in prison right yeah, now,
1: in or out of context. It doesn't matter. <laughs>
2: yes, yep, yes. absolutely. That is my uh, yep. That, as a uh, criminal investigator, that is my uh, my uh, what I, my conclusion right now <laughs> is. I'm going to prepare a file right now. I'm opening up a case on Mark. Or account.
1: you're just adding yeah. to the one you created 20 years ago. <laughs>
2: yes. Thank you for uh, for reaching down at your past, uh, Cooper or Cooper Rooster, Rooster and. Uh, and and uh, and you know, getting past that mental block to tell us what Mark Rogers mm. was like when you were fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to
1: spend I'm gonna have to spend a lot of a, I'm gonna have to spend a lot of time on this one. So uh, editing here. it, yeah. You don't
2: have to bleep Touchy, out, you, and you don't have to bleep out anything except for my last comment. Okay. And that's why I said that. Okay. So you'd have and that. his <laughs> name. All
1: right, thank you, Rooster. I will talk to yeah. you soon. Thank you, you, person, for that uh, mm. addition to the show.
2: Yes, you are a person. You, you can find <laughs> our,
1: that person anywhere Thing people are found.
2: Mm. What was that, was that, that a joke that you and I had or a joke I had with Jackson where I said, you were so human?
1: I don't know. I don't think it was me. I don't remember it.
2: Okay, I know what that was. You know, it was Jackson. It was uh when my brother and his wife uh right before they got married, uh they were in New Orleans. And we were all all of us in New Orleans and she got super drunk and she was like, "You're so human." What? And we were like, what? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> like you've been hanging around with the robots. Like what, what does that mean? Yeah, anyway. You're
2: so you're, human.
1: You're my best friend. <laughs> All right, it is not time, <laughs> you humans. It is not time for the Assuming Tip of the Week, something you start doing today to become more healthy human. And this is a, an article, a, a study, and this is the title. <clears throat> a community-based comparative cross-sectional study to assess the effects of mobile phone on quality of sleep in smartphone users and non-users in central India, International Journal of Community Medicine and Public Health. Um, so they basically took, you know, the, the background is mobile phones no longer simply a communication device. It's become an indispensable part of human life. And so they're looking at um you know does it affect sleep so the methods they had it was a cross sectional comparative study so they they did 166 working class adults working in various offices in india uh, there were inclusion criteria, those who were using any type of mobile phones that gave consent. The exclusion were those who had any recent trauma or chronic illness related to sleep. So those, obviously, they took those out. So verbal consent was obtained. Da, da, da. So the results, out of the 166 study participants, 92 were male, 74 female, of uh, which mostly belonged to the age group of 20 to 30 years with men. Well, that doesn't matter. So, like, mostly, like, the 20 to 30 year group so 98 percent were graduate and above participants showing a better subjective sleep quality amongst non-users of smartphone was significant and the number of participants showing no problem to keep up enough enthusiasm to get things done were more in non-users than users with difference being statistically significant so the conclusions of the study were we should restrict the use of mobile mobiles to minimum for sound mind and good health so how about that? I know there's a bunch of different ways you can probably massage that data. But uh there was a statistically significant difference in the, the the non-user group. So the tip of the week is when the sun goes down after bedtime, like figure out a way, read a book or something, like tr- get off your phone, like turn your phone off. And we have a little thing in our our kitchen now. It's a little um, a wood tray that we had a friend paint like hang up and hang out. So like when I get home from work a lot of times like I will put my phone like if I'm never like like absent from the text thread Rick like yeah I'm talking I'm talking to you since you're the only one listening. Um sorry I didn't
2: Yeah you're you're cut- you're cutting in and out. You're cutting in and out a little bit for me.
1: Oh am i okay. So there's a so that way like I'll come home and I'll turn my phone on airplane mode and I'll put it in that little tray hang up and hang out just cuz I don't know I just don't want when my when my like kids think back to their childhood I don't want them to think like Oh, yeah, I remember like I just remember Dad always being on his phone, you know like I just I, I don't want that to be the case, yeah so yeah.
2: well and, and like I'm so torn on my phone because I on one hand like I derive a lot of pleasure from like the you know the interactions I have with people on Facebook and stuff like that, but on the other hand, I feel good about myself when i like have gone you a know long an entire time. day like, yeah. Oh, I've been on Facebook and I'm, you know, I've, I feel like I'm more productive that way. <laughs> right, so, I mean, right. on what, like, I try to make sure that stuff like, you know, I don't have Twitter, I don't have Instagram, I don't have any of that other junk. I just have my only social media is Facebook. And I try to make, be very intentional about like, Hey, I'm going to be friends with people that I like and people that to like me. And I'm not going to have these crazy arguments. If someone talks too much politics and wears me out, then I'll I'll hide them, you know, stuff right. like that. So, But on the other hand, man, it's just I feel so much better about, like, how things are going. Just in general, it's kind of hard to describe. It's more like a warm, fuzzy feeling, I guess, when I realize, oh, I checked my Facebook in about six hours. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Yeah. Uh, You know, I'm enjoying time. And that's one thing, like, we don't have a special painted box. Because I'm not the Queen of England over here. But, like,
1: uh,
2: (laughs) during during dinner time, uh, my personal phone uh, goes, I put it on do not disturb and just... Put it over there on the yeah. charger, and yeah. same thing during when I'm giving you know getting kids ready, and we read a book before bed. I, I don't have a, a book read uh, at me; I read a book <laughs> to them, uh, which doesn't count. We're gonna really, be but, uh, this
1: would be so funny that we're still gonna be like bringing this up, like when we're like 80 years old, like yeah. we're it's still gonna be it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I guess
2: yeah. you know, I, I I guess I understand the point that saying like, hey, uh, you know it's there there has to be a happy medium and yep. i'm not one of those people that says like everything in moderation because that's such a huge cop out yes i think to to not doing things to, to doing things that. that are counterproductive yeah. like oh no everything in moderation i'll just have a pack of cigarettes like no I don't have any cigarettes at right, all but right. like i think that with some things like that that is like a hey you know as long as it's a uh, you know, you, you have a healthy relationship with your with your mobile device, which is a sentence I never thought I'd say. Like, uh, you know, as long as you 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 have boundaries, you you understand that it's not good to, you know, have your face an inch from it all the time. Yeah. And that, that that can be good. So, yeah, you know. I, I, I get the point, and I, uh, I I will work on that, I yeah. suppose.
1: So the study was looking at sleep, but what we're saying is just for in general. Just in general, yeah. though, yeah. Like, don't don't be somebody who's just always, like, like when people think about, it, like, at your funeral, like, yeah, man, he was a good guy. But sure, man, he was on his phone all the time. Like, don't let that be something people remember he you for. The-
2: He was the greatest Pokemon Go player of all uh, time. He was all on his phone, nonstop, trying to find a a Charizard and a Jigglypuff. And
1: I don't even—I wouldn't be able to say what. what I don't actually. It's
2: because my kids do the Pokemon cards. So yeah, 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 so there you go. I know all the names. Just FYI and yeah. that's the bragging montage <laughs> my kids have Pokemon cards <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> alright so I think that's going to do it uh, for this edition uh, so find us online simplyhumanlifestyle.com you can f- follow us social media at simplyhuman52 uh, email us simplyhumanlifestyle uh, at gmail dot com or email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail com. Um, check me out on the Alt Shift podcast and buy the Alt Shift book and the Alt Shift Lift book. All those affiliate links are on our store page. The Alt Shift podcast can be seen on iTunes or I am the uh, I'm the host with Jason. We actually build, every time like we always have like the strategy. We're going in. We're going to answer these three emails, and we always like get get sidetracked we'll i'll go in to start talking about you know running into a cactus or something and then we'll turn it'll turn (laughs) into like a really deep like meaningful conversation like it's really we've been having a lot of fun with it um and uh yes
2: check mark out on the alt shift podcast and you can check me out uh uh, behind the grocery store
1: (laughs) you idiot I will be bleeping (laughs) that. (laughs) Okay, so, and uh, see, who are the. Who are the like David, Chris? uh, Just when you listen to this, just text me, and I will. uh, I will send you. I'll record the the actual audio of that, and I will send you the audio (laughs) before I bleep it. So that was great. Okay. Well, hold on. Before we go,
2: (laughs) don't let that be one of the ones you forget to bleep. Oh
1: my gosh! I'm going to do it before I even close the program out. Um, I'm going to try to see who is on. Oh, uh, next week is the fifth Monday. Um. So, yeah, so then it's Labor Day, and I think I don't have... Oh, oh, uh, the Labor Day show is hopefully going to be Tim Martin, who's been on, Dr. Tim Martin. Uh, and uh, and then we've got Lori Harder coming on the show. We've got uh, the Yuri uh, Elcam is coming on the show, so we've got lots of fun... Uh, fun things coming up. So uh, we appreciate you making this part of your day. We know there's a lot of options out there. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Simian Podcast. And remember, forget about it. Forget about it. So until next time, enjoy yourself. <laughs>